0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Leadership Podcast Network
1: Welcome back, this is the second part of a two-part episode So if you missed the first half, we recommend starting there Uh, What would you say to someone who's thinking about planting a church?
2: I reckon talk to people about it. I think we've really, really benefited so much just from the wisdom of Geneva Push and the organisation and um, all the experience that everyone's had. Um, I've really, really valued at that. that. And I never thought I'd be, you know, like spreaking it, but <laughs> 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 not in a bad way. Yeah, I'm just not that kind of person, but I actually really think it's been so helpful for us. Um And I think, as Paul said, like, when you're dealing with people and you're kind of trying to care for them and have some sort of responsibility over them, you want to make sure that you're prepared. um, And, of course, you need guidance from people who've done it before. Uh, And I think seeing it for yourself, I think, being part of a church plant in some capacity um, has been so helpful and I think it's hard to replicate that experience another way. Mm.
0: I would say you never do church planning alone. I was really drawn to the idea of church planning as kind of, you know, you're a lone ranger going out, doing something crazy for the gospel. Really love that idea. And, you know, that kind of suits a couple of ways that I operate. Like I'm kind of sometimes a little bit cowboyish in the way that I do things. (laughs) But, you know, church planning, you never do it alone and you can't do it alone either. So, I've met people who've been praying for a church in this area for years. Uh, I've found, like, talking to our network that people have been saving money for this kind of adventure for a long, long time. The kind of experience and advice that we receive from people who've done church planning for a long time before us. Without that kind of community to do it with, like, I mean, I don't know where the church plant would be, but it definitely wouldn't be as good as it is now by the grace of God. And just the whole idea that you can do it on your own—it's just so silly. Yeah, you really need lots of people to do it, and you know they're not all not going to join your team. Uh, but God gives us others for a reason, and mm. utilize that. Yeah.
3: Can nice. for you guys as a married couple, so you're planting couple moving forward into this. Can I ask you what is the things that you've learned about how that works and operates as you've stepped out in thanks one the assessment process mm. is for both of you guys as you're moving towards to get you on the same page and to work that out mm. but it's some it's not until you jump in often that you learn stuff is there anything that, that strikes you that you guys have learned as a team the first team of that planting couple about yourself and your marriage and ministry
0: you go back <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't know. I think maybe it has kind of amplified things that we knew about each other and the the way we relate to each other. So I think it. I don't think there's been surprises kind of relationally or anything, but it's kind of been more pronounced, I suppose, like the stress that comes with planning a church, you know, and starting things up and not kind of really knowing what's going to happen. Um. Yeah, I think has... I don't
0: know. Yeah, I reckon that's a really good way of putting it, that our, the little things which we had and the little habits of the ways that we resolve things or kind of over or underfunction to the way that we resolve conflict or don't resolve conflict has just been amplified mm-hmm. in the process of planning, which makes sense, right? Like, it's a stressful kind of thing, it's a hard kind of thing, and so you don't have the typical kind of emotional resources that you typically have. And... Uh, it just puts a lot more weight on, on everything else. Yeah, so I reckon that's been a good example that we've kind of... Our our good things and our bad things have been accentuated more <laughs> in mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, that's that's kind of what has happened. I'm trying to think of an example. I can only think of examples where you've helped me massively. Oh, I think this is a good example. Like as a planning couple, I, I do think going through that journey is really important together because you are in it together, Right. There's a, so I'm kind of David Allen, kind of like a little bit, want to tick as many things off as I possibly can. And there was one time where I was just bumping my head against, I reckon, maybe six, eight problems that we had in the church. And so after a while of being really frustrated by it, I should have done this earlier, took it to Beck. Beck is not so great at getting individual things done, but it's great at, I think, perceiving the core of issues or summarizing them well. And just saw all of those six problems and said, oh, that's down to one issue, this. And it was just, it was fantastic. Go back. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Um, but, a, you know, a, a great thing, like if we hadn't had that shared experience of a church plant together, mm-hmm. could we have said the same thing? If we hadn't had a shared understanding of what we're trying to do, could we have spoken to each other in the same way? Mm-hmm. But as well, just knowing how each other works knowing actually, you know what, Becca's going to be good to talk about this with these kind of things. She's not going to hold back. She'll say what she thinks. That's all really helpful to know. Mm. And, you know, that catches out in other situations. Mm. Where I'm like, Becca, I'm feeling particularly vulnerable after that talk. You don't need to tell me how it went. But, in, you know, in many other ways, uh, when you're relating healthily, it works for the benefit of the church and its people.
3: Mm. Is there anything you've changed your mind about since planning
0: Two things. I call up Tom Patterson with most of my problems about the church every month or so and just tell him, ask him, what would you do? And uh, yeah, having that resource is really helpful. I think one thing I didn't realize is how important building teams and equipping team leaders and then equipping people to serve those team leaders as kind of like ministry leaders is, you know, if, if you didn't have that thing of church, then the church would be completely limited to my time and abilities. And you never want a church plan to do that, right? Like you want a church to actually function as a body to reach more people than just one person. And the only way it's going to do that is if you can properly equip and train and empower people in your church to do works of service. So I just think I kind of knew that I was important. Didn't realize how important that was by the time we planted this church. And so I've really tried hard to work on that. I reckon the other thing is in the kind of model that we're in at Providence of a kind of mother-daughter, multi-site kind of church plan. the relationship that I have with a sending pastor, like the sin- sending senior pastor is really important. Yeah, I just thought if he wants us to plant a church and we want to plant a church, that it would all work out. And actually what we need much more is a deep trust in each other Mm. Um, a deep vulnerability and a prayerfulness for each other. Okay. It yeah. That was far more important than I realized. Mm. Mm. Good. Yeah.
1: Do you have an encouraging story you can share?
2: Um yeah, we had this couple um visit they uh were friends with someone from church, invited them along. Um and they Let's call
0: them Jim and Jane. Yeah,
2: yeah. Jim and Jane. They <laughs> nice. um had lived in the area. For a few years, probably five or six years. Um, she had a kind of a nominal Christian background, wanted to go to church, wanted her kids to go to church. He um had had some bad experiences and they'd gone they'd tried a a church in the area. And Yeah,
0: this is the best thing. They they had a baby and they thought, oh we well, the mum thought, we want little I'm trying to think of another J name. Johnny. Johnny, we
2: thought
0: we want little Johnny. To, to grow up and at least experience church and have some knowledge of that. So they try tried the church down the road from us now. And just, I don't know if it's true, but it's the worst experience I could possibly think of. No one spoke to them. They introduced themselves to the pastor. Pastor didn't, like, said, hi, that was it. Apparently people made racist remarks about them in the church. And there was no kids program in an area that is saturated with primary school age children. Yeah. And... You know, horrible experience. I hope it's not true. But by the grace of God, like, I had a very, very intense conversation about it. And Jim goes, like, why the heck would you ever want to take me to a church? Probably the second church he's ever been to in his life. Why would you ever want to take me to a church like that? And she had to apologize. Like, yeah, well, I wouldn't want to take you. I wouldn't want to go to a church Mm -hmm. like that either. And by the grace of God, they gave it another shot after a launch team member invited them to our launch. And... We talked to them. We had a kids program. We weren't racist.
3: (laughs) It's a really high bar. Really high bar. (laughs) (laughs) High bar. That's right. This is what it's like
0: planting in (laughs) Perth. And uh, (laughs) but yeah, incredibly, Mm -hmm. uh, she was like, "Oh, I'll just introduce you know husband Jim to this." But after that Sunday he decided to come back in again and again. Mm-hmm. So he came back every week with Jane and their little kid, Johnny. And, you know, they had a couple of things happen, um, great things in their family and we were able to support them through that and celebrate that with them. And um, now they've moved, uh, but I reckon that's been a really significant thing for her faith. And I, and I do believe that she's owning that more now. And Jim, from a point of not ever wanting to go to church, and these bad experiences is still now watching church online, even though they've moved interstate. So yeah,
2: wow. Mm. Yeah, I think they felt uh, that there was something different about a community of people, uh, and could see that there was something to yeah, there was something to that, mm. the way that we trusted in Jesus, and I think they saw that was different to other experiences that they've had.
0: Yeah, they saw the gospel, God's grace, really driving and motivating and changing everything we do in our lives the way we parent our kids, the way that we treat other people and try to inspire to, the way we apologize. And that was, that's great. Like they get to see the gospel in action and, you know, not just from the front, not just from their friends telling them about it, but they get to see it in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. someone walking into church for the first time can tell, even if they don't fully understand the gospel, if it's preached and people aren't friendly, or yeah, it's it, uh, it just contradicts itself so much.
3: It hmm. yep. does. All right, let's drive the end of this episode with a clip from
0: the vision video. Let me tell you about the city of Bayswater. And let me tell you about someone that we have called Bayswater Billy.
1: Bayswater Billy could be living on their own, together with their partner, or as a young family with one to two kids. They are around their mid-30s and voted for Labor or the Greens. They're university educated and drive into the city for work. They're working hard to pay off their mortgage. They're all for the local Bayswater community, though they only spend their weekends in the neighborhood. They identify as no religion and had some awareness of Protestant Christianity. They might be aware of church buildings, but have probably never really known a transformed and grace-saved Christian before.
0: And they all need God's amazing grace. They need to know about a hope that's not this worldly, but eternal.
1: And the liberating truth that we're not gods, but creatures. And the saviour of this world is not us, but Jesus.
0: Meet me, my wife, Beck, and our son, Sammy. We live in that place, the city of Bayswater. And this is our house. We've moved here in the beginning of 2020 because we want to see so many more people come to know Jesus the saviour of the world. So what could do that? A church plant here could do that in the middle of the city of Bayswater. So would you partner with us to help make it happen? Would you partner with us in prayer? Because we know that if God doesn't do anything, this will never get off the ground. And would you partner with us in considering being on the launch team to help turn this seedling of an idea to a church plant that is growing and bearing fruit for God's glory from Providence City, from Providence Midland and other churches because we know we don't have all the answers and we can't do it on our own. So want to find out more?
1: See the website to sign up.
0: www.providencechurch.org.au slash
3: What's the one thing you want to say about church
1: planting?
0: That you never do it alone. And you always do it with other people praying for you and with a team and with organizations to help you and people who've done it before. Yeah, you never do it alone.
1: That was good. You are a regular listener to the one. I <laughs> <laughs> was tired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've heard you yeah, how you just- critique the uh, multi-point answers from people. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I heard you slipping an
3: "and" there. I heard you slip in an "and." There. <laughs> no, it was still so, tight. Like some it. people say a paragraph. <laughs> I think um, it might be Scott or I who's got the record for the longest one thing. I just can't seem to. anyway. Let's uh, let me mention just as so we finish a few things from the toolbox. Um, first. The uh, Providence City and Bayswater uh, webpage, we'll put it up there. Uh, If you live in or around Perth and you're thinking about planting, um, then let me encourage you. Go and find yourself in a church plant like Bayswater. Uh, Go and talk to Paul and Beck and see what it's like. The uh, the best experience and the best inspiration and vision you're going to get for church planting in Australia is being part of a church plant. Um, Mm -hmm. You can also see the podcast that we recorded that uh, Paul mentioned before, genevapush.com forward slash planting Australia to help you think through what it looks like to reach the people uh, of Australia with the gospel and to mature God's people, uh, januapush.com forward slash planting Australia. And if you are thinking about moving towards planting, uh, one of the key things that we encourage people to do is to get assessed. So you can see januapush.com forward slash get hyphen assessed a key way for if you're married to get on the same page uh, and for you guys to think about uh, what it looks like to think well and wisely about planting. But that's all from me. I'm Derek Hanna.
1: I'm Madeline Guglia. Chat soon.